Part 17 Remus forgot his own birthday. Lily had to remind him, bringing out a cake while he and Sirius had spent the day playing with baby Harry. Harry Potter. Harry James Potter. The team adored him. Remus would never forget the sight of an entire team of hockey players fresh off a plane and crammed into a hospital room to peer at the small head of dark hair in Lily's arms. Minus one. Minus two, if what Sirius said was true and Remus was part of the team. Remus had looked at the picture that Pascal had sent him from beside a sleeping Sirius and a heart monitor. He had looked at the picture and then at Sirius, the relief doubled. Four broken ribs. Bad, but it could have been worse. Much worse. A few days in Vegas to be monitored, just in case. Then, home. Home for Remus's birthday, home and in pain, but smiling nonetheless. Harry was a welcome distraction from it all, the press, the hurt, the uncertainty. Lily seemed to know this without it needing to be said. Remus had told her she had enough going on without worrying about a cake, but Lily had just waved him off and cut them all large slices of chocolate fluff. Sirius, meanwhile, had somehow slipped a simple golden necklace around Harry's neck, and when Remus looked down next, there it had been. A shining gold star pendant. The message had been clear. Sirius's namesake and Sirius himself. Something to make a wish on. Remus took a week off work. All he could. Road trips were a blur. Practices were anxious. The team was anxious. March 27th. Eight weeks. Sirius had been out for eight weeks. Resting and stuck in his big house. Remus never thought he would be so thankful for Regulus. I'd rather be here than in Slytherin any day, even though he whines like a baby when you're gone. No, Sirius would protest. Regulus would raise an eyebrow. Yeah. Remus would sneak into Sirius's bedroom whenever he got home late, press one, two, three, four gentle kisses across his chest, and take his place on the other side of the pillow, carefully placed so that Sirius didn't roll over in the night. Sirius whined a good deal about that too, and getting back on the ice. I just, I want to be back, in case we make it to the playoffs. The team was close, so close. Sirius had only recently been allowed to come to the rink, suit and all, for home games to sit in the team box. It was strange looking up from the bench at the Jumbotron and seeing the image of Sirius there, standing with his arms crossed, sometimes with a beanie on, making his eyes look intense as he focused on the game in front of him. He was completely unreadable, to anyone but Remus. Remus could tell when he was happy with the teams playing, when he was annoyed at their opponents. The internet was crawling with gifts of Sirius's stormy eyes. Remus had more than a few saved, and they frequented the team group chat. Remus looked up now, but all the Jumbotron was showing was James, who had been taking lead in Sirius's absence, talking quickly to Finn. Remus could see his own legs in the background. The stars were up 4-1, and there was ten minutes left in the second period. If they won this game, and if they won the next game, they were in. And Sirius would be back the week after that, hopefully in time for the first playoff game, and not an all-too-long summer vacation. Although, honestly, right then, Remus thought Sirius deserved either one. A chance at the cup, or a break, and a chance to rest up. To be together. Leo was in net, Casey resting up his thigh that continuously bothered him. Leo was skating a slow circle after the Stars scored yet another goal, tracing the blue crease with his stick. 
Remus could practically feel his furious calm. Big Rig may experience different weather up there, but he sure as hell has more gravity, Trem Z. James knocked his helmet with his glove. Don't let him catch you, eh? We gotta come back from this shit, Finn said as he followed Logan over the boards. For Leo, leaving him out to dry out there. No. For Cap, Thomas said, coming back over the boards and breathing hard. Gotta put my baby in that silver crib. James followed his wingers a center for now. Cookie, Bluey, Ringer, be ready, Coach called. You're on deck. The oven is hot tonight, Elias Cook said, pouring water over his neck. Stop saying that. Casey shook his head. Jesus. He can't help the heat, baby Blizz, Thomas said. Casey just shook his head and looked back to the game. Remus leaned over in Thomas's shoulder. That was a hit, Talkie. You good? I'm hot, Thomas said around his mouth guard. Remus snorted, patting his shoulder pad. You sure are. James lined up for the face-off, Finn and Logan jostling against Ben and Perry. Logan dug his skates in when the ref dropped the puck and James whipped it back to him. Logan darted forward into the star's zone, tailed closely. Come on, Trems, Remus murmured. Logan shot the puck off to Finn, who got battered against the boards almost immediately by Ben, but got it smoothly to Ollie, who sent it sailing back towards the star's net. James was there behind the crease. Kubadin pushed out the wrong way. James curled it in from behind and the Gryffindor goal horn blared. Fuck. Thomas rose to his feet, knocking his stick against the board. a boy, baby daddy. 4-2 until the buzzer sounded and they were heading back down the tunnel. Remus glanced at the screen one more time and only just caught Sirius, smile plastered on as he was shown shaking hands of a few older men. Remus suppressed a smile and followed the team off the ice for second intermission. The locker room was subdued and Sirius came in while Remus was crouching by Logan, taping up a jammed finger. He walked up to coach first, leaning his elbows on the podium where he controlled the projector. Remus watched as he pointed to a few of the plays drawn on the whiteboard, coach nodding along. I can do this, Logan said. Leave with your moon eyes. Remus rolled his eyes but tore off the tape and rose. You're all set. Try to keep it safe during the third. Oui. Logan said, already sliding his headphones back on. Finn rose to get a fresh jersey, brushing a palm over the back of Logan's neck on the way. Logan's eyes followed him as he went to Leo next, who was sitting with his elbows on his knees in his stall, head down and airpods in. Finn squeezed himself in beside him and wrapped an arm around his shoulders. He leaned in to press a few kisses to his neck, murmuring soft words. Leo closed his eyes and pressed into him. Hey. Remus turned away from the two to meet Sirius's eyes. He was smiling, a good break from the grimace Remus had become used to. Hi, Remus said and pressed a hand over the familiar bandage, thick beneath Sirius's suit and shirt. Feeling okay? I'm good. Sirius leaned down right in the locker room and kissed him. His mouth was gentle, leisurely. I feel good. Remus smiled into it and took his hand. Good. Come on. Sirius followed him, hand in Remus's, into the training office. Ten minutes until showtime, Remus said in the dim space, wrapping his arms around Sirius's neck. Are you really feeling okay? Been on your feet for a while. I've been watching you. Noobs. I come back soon. I'm healed. I've started light exercise. It's just a matter of insurance. Sirius leaned into him, lips brushing his. You seemed to think I was fine last night. Remus grinned. Yeah, I definitely think you were fine last night. Sirius smiled, but then his expression turned more grave. He bit his lip and ran his hands up and down Remus's side a few times, almost as if to comfort himself. Fuck, I want this for the team so bad. 
Remus nodded. This was a conversation they had been having more often than not. I know, and they know. You want it for them, but baby, they want it for you. They're out there doing their fucking hardest for you. I don't think you should start preparing for the worst. Not yet. Hockey's a fast game. We're just, we're so close. And fucking Greyback. And, and if we win this game, we just have to beat Vegas again and we're in. And I won't get to fucking be out there because of fucking Greyback. And he's not even suspended anymore. Remus kissed him and Sirius mumbled for a moment into it before relaxing. Two games, Remus said, home. Then Vegas, we beat Greyback, take a chance at the cup away from him. That's the best we can do. Sirius looked at him for a long moment. How are you so okay with all of this? What's the alternative? Obsessing over him? He's not worth it. At all. They looked up at the sound of the team noisily making their way back down the tunnel, shouts and whistles, trying to psych themselves up for a comeback. Third, Remus said, then tucked his fingers into Sirius's hair and kissed him again. You're competitive. I love you for it. But baby, you've already beaten him. You beat him a long time ago. Remus kissed Sirius's slowly smiling mouth again and again before rushing out the door. Sirius made his way back up to the box. He watched the other members' eyes follow him as he slipped back into the private room. There was an absurd array of food and drinks on a table designed to impress members and investors. Sushi rolls and miniature hot dogs, popcorn and lion's-colored cardboard boxes, red frosted cupcakes and lion-head cake pops. Sirius took a cupcake. He'd already beaten Greyback. Remus had just kissed him. His ribs had healed well. It all called for a cupcake. <laughs> really letting yourself off, eh? Sirius looked up at a man. He was wearing a white-collared shirt under one of Sirius's jerseys. Obviously a fan, obviously nervous, obviously important, given the way one of the managers was looking at him, talking to Sirius. No, Sirius said plainly, I'm having a cupcake. There were laughs from around him as if Sirius was the funniest guy in the room. Sirius didn't feel funny. This guy was making him miss Puck Drop. The man held out his hand. I'm Mike. Real doozy you slapped the world with. Sirius took it tightly, cupcake in his other hand. I wasn't aware that I did the slapping. Probably broke a lot of hearts, though. Sirius looked at Mike the way he looked at opponents on the ice. He watched him blink, watched his body language change. I was thinking about my own heart. Désolé, how do we know each other again? Oh, well. Right, Sirius nodded. Enjoy the game. Sirius walked towards the box's edge, unwrapping his cupcake. He could see the entire stadium from up here, the teeming mass of red and gold, the team readying themselves on the ice. A tiny glimpse of Remus on the bench. Coach was gesturing and talking. He watched his own face on the jumbotron as he took a bite of his dessert. He found the camera and flashed it a thumbs up, waving his arms upward and listening to the crowd's cheers roar in time with his hands. He caught glimpses of rainbow flags in the crowd, signs with the number 12 decked out in colors. It was a nice contrast to the signs that Sirius saw on his way into the stadium. Defaced number 12 jerseys, slurs, people jeering at his window as he drove through security. Interesting to see who was inside and who was not. The puck dropped and James won it. James, who, despite them being down, was hot tonight. No doubt riding the adrenaline of Harry and Lily at home, being named temporary captain, of being so close to what they all dreamed of. Sirius couldn't think it, not even in his head. 
The puck seemed to be frozen in the central zone, both teams battling too hard. A stalemate in aggressive trench warfare. Back and forth, back and forth with no progress. Ceres crumpled the cupcake wrapper between his fists and cupped them together, shoulders tense. Allez, he whispered to himself. The camera was on him again and he looked stony even to himself. He raised his eyes to look at it, pointed a finger down at the game. Show that, he mouthed. The lion's gold horn blared. Logan scored. Sirius knew the camera caught his reaction on camera. He put his fists up, relief bubbling out of him in a shout. Allez, Tramzy! The crowd was going wild. Finn slammed into Logan in the boards in celebration, and the Jumbotron replayed the beautiful tip-in. 4-3. Things weren't so impossible anymore. Sirius squeezed the wrapper in between his hands again and set his elbows on the ledge. Play Cooney, play Cooney, Sirius muttered under his breath. He would match Alexiak. Sure enough, Coach sent Cooney's line over the boards a second later. Nato and Evan Kane followed him, Fox and Sunquist on defense. No power plays, Sirius prayed. Come on, Nado, no stupid penalties. Do you always talk to yourself in French while playing? Sirius stiffened. Mike was back. No, parfois je parle en russe. Mike blinked. What? Laisse-moi tranquille, homme intrusif. Sirius grinned sharply. I said only sometimes, usually on the bench. That seemed to make Mike happy. Hey, you're really superstitious, right? Yes. Like what? Like being alone in the team box, Sirius thought bitterly. Like getting a blowjob from my boyfriend before a game. You know, that doozy I slapped the world with. There's a lot of them, Sirius said. If you'll excuse me, I really have to watch this. Mike nodded quickly. Oh, of course, of course. Sirius shifted away a little when he didn't move, trying to focus on the ice. The puck had dropped and it was on Evgeny's stick. He was carrying it quickly up the ice, seeming to cut through the players with his broad shoulders. Sirius imagined he could hear his deep voice calling for Nato to look alive. The pass connected, but Seguin tapped it out of Nato's hands from behind and sent it up the ice quickly to Ben. Merth, Sirius said. The Lions were changing and then it was Pascal's line, on with Elias and Brady, Ollie and Timmy on defense. Ben managed to get around Ollie and then... Leo was pushing far out of the crease and aggressively jabbed the puck right from Ben's stick and onto Pascal's waiting one. Leo slid back to the crease like a water snake. The stadium was in chaos. Na tea, na tea, na tea was the chant. It filled the air itself. The jumbotron showed the bench briefly, Logan and Finn and Thomas grinning up at the stands. Pascal still had the puck. His solid form darted up a clear channel, catching the stars in a slow shift change. He was in front of the goal, Sirius squeezed the wrapper between his palms. Pascal faked by lifting his left leg. Kubadin went for it, and Pascal slid it right between his pads, neat and tidy. They tied the game. They tied the game. Sirius pushed back from the railing with a long breath as the TV break began. The Lions ice crew came out to some pop song and began their sweep. Sirius looked down at his bench and yearned to be with them. He rubbed his hand absentmindedly over his ribs. They were healed. He had a few more sessions with Remus left, and then he would be back. He would be back. He thought of the hit. He hadn't known what was wrong. There had been no air in his lungs. But Remus had been his first thought. He knew who hit him. He had seen his face before he hit the ice. Remus. This would hurt Remus. Wait, has a what? 
His own voice over the jumbotron drew him out of his thoughts. It was a pre-recorded interview, one of the fluff ones that they played for fun to entertain the crowd. Marlene's voice was off-screen and repeated the question. Which one of your teammates has a life-size Stormtrooper, R2-D2, and C-3PO action figure in their apartment? They showed his own face again, laughing and thinking. Oh, um... It switched to James, arms crossed and actually thinking about it. He pushed his glasses up his nose and laughed. <laughs> I don't know, Finn and Leo? That seems like a weird Harsey thing. It cut to Finn. That's not weird. I wish it was me. I'll convince Nut, don't you worry. Pascal looked unimpressed, sitting easily in the chair. There is only one person in this that it could be, and that person spent the first two months of his time in the U.S. with only the phrases, you're my only hope, and I'm your father, to his vocabulary. Oh, and the word no. Sunny was laughing. <laughs> I know exactly who this is. Nato looked pained. Do you have any idea how many times I've seen Star Wars now? Do you have any idea? Finally, the screen cut to Evgeny, smiling, tongue jokingly between his teeth. Good for English, you know. He held up his hands. I am Force. The video ended with a swoop of the lion's logo and even Sirius couldn't help but smile. There was eight minutes left in the period. Eight minutes to pull ahead. They could do it. The stars had called a timeout and so James, Logan, and Finn were milling around the ice together, keeping their muscles warm. Leo was looping the goal. They were ready. Sagan faced off against James, both of them leaning forward. Sagan won it. There was a flurry when James was pinned to the boards by Alexiak, but Logan was there to steal the puck from beneath his feet. The clock had dwindled down to four minutes when a whistle blew with a slashing penalty to the stars. Pascal and Thomas joined James on the ice for the power play unit. Sirius could feel the energetic restlessness of the crowd. They all knew what this could mean. Sirius let out a shaky breath and looked at the wrapper in his hands. He thought of Remus, Remus and his long list of superstitions. But what pulled him through had been himself. Sirius held it anyway, but he held his lions closer. They were ready. They set themselves up in a triangle, a tic-tac-toe in front of the star's goal. They sent it to each other quickly, boxing the defenseman in. Finally, James got it to Evgeny, who slapped it with a one-timer and the goal horn. Twenty-four seconds remaining. The crowd was already singing with victory. The stars tried for one last push, but Leo snatched the puck right out of the air with his glove. Three seconds left. Done. Sirius pushed his hands through his hair in relief. Mad. Sirius was out of the box before anyone could even think about congratulating him, jogging down the private staircase and towards the locker room. He made it to the player's hallway before he was stopped by a smiling Alice. I know, I know, she said. Can we just get a few questions in? She gestured over to where Marlene was standing with a microphone talking to a dark-haired girl holding a camera. Alice raised an eyebrow. It's only Marlene. Sirius rolled his eyes. Oh, sure. Alice patted his arm. Congrats, by the way. Thanks, Sirius said and shoved his hands in his pockets while looking at Marlene expectantly. Okay, McKinnon, let's go. Marlene scoffed. Nice to see you too. Hi, Cap. How are you? Ribs, mind, in general. Sirius relaxed a little. If he had to do interviews, he preferred Marlene above all else. I'm healing well, ready to be back on the ice. Marlene narrowed her eyes at his short response and he smiled. That made her smile. Those were rare for the press and she had just caught one. Any thoughts you want to share about how the majority of the world is responding to you lately? 
By my calculations, you're quite the icon and inspiration. Not that you weren't before, of course. Sirius laughed a little. Oh, yeah? Um, he cleared his throat. When he looked up, he could see Remus down the hall a little ways. He was talking to Casey, who was still fully dressed. Remus looked beautiful and strong, and Sirius just... He hated questions like this, but he just... Someone is always going to find something wrong with you, Sirius said, with what you say, with what you do. My job is not to please, you know? My job is to play hockey, sure, but really, my job is to be the person I want to be. Do the things I believe are right, do the things I love, with the people I choose to love. I think that's everyone's job. Sirius found Remus beyond the cameras again, along with everything he had ever wanted. He looked back to Marlene. That took me a long time to learn. They say have a thick skin and an open heart. Before, all I had was a thick skin. Now, I've found someone who can help me have both. I didn't even realize how much I needed that. And that was an interview with a surprisingly heartfelt Captain Sirius Black. Lee Jordan broke off in a laugh. Earlier this game, we also got to see him telling the cameras, show the game, show the game, pointing down at the ice. Outstanding. There's a layer of the captain that I don't think we see very often. From what I hear, the dude's funny though, Dean. Now, let's take a look at the Lions' top scorers. With the captain out, that will be Logan Tremblay, James Potterin. That's right, one of the oldest in the league, Pascal Dumais. What is that? Remus said, appearing in front of Sirius, where he was waiting in the PT room and drawing his attention away from the television. Remus peered at his hands. Oh... Sirius felt himself flush as he looked down at the cupcake wrapper, more like holding a tiny ball of oily paper now. I was holding it when Logan scored, so... (laughs) Remus laughed, so you had to hold it the entire period. And now it's practically falling apart. You're not keeping that. But it... Remus grinned as Sirius surrendered to the wrapper. Fine. Hey, Remus said, and Sirius looked up. Remus was flushed from the game, eyes bright with the win. He leaned up and kissed him hotly, then softly. Sirius had to blink a few times when he pulled away. You always had an open heart, Remus said. That was obvious to anyone who knows you, who loves you. Sirius smiled. Yeah? Yeah. Someone cleared their throat. Sorry. They looked up to see Casey, now just in some basketball shorts. Hey, Blizz, I'm ready for you, Remus said, then looked up at Sirius. I can get the subway back if you want to get home to Regulus. No, no, I'll wait, Sirius said, and bumped fists with Casey on his way out. Remus smiled after him for a moment, then at Casey. So, bye? Casey nodded, eyes shifting downwards, and then back to Remus again. Yeah. Remus paused, brows drawing together. Casey, are you... Hey, Case? Natalie appeared in the doorway. She had her long blonde hair drawn back in two Dutch braids and a blizzard jersey on over a grey sweatshirt with her hood spilling out. Her smile wasn't as bright as usual. Hi, Remus. She said. Baby, I'm gonna go say hi to Marlene. Just text me when you're all set, okay? Hi, Nat. Remus said slowly. Casey nodded, accepting a kiss on the cheek. Okay. He hopped up on the table and lay on his back while Remus got ready. Just the thigh that's bothering you? Remus said carefully. He pushed Casey's shorts up his thigh to get at the tense muscle and began carefully kneading the muscles. The post-game played softly on the television while Remus waited for Casey to speak. Will it always be like this, Loops? Casey asked quietly after a few moments. 
Remus looked up where Casey was reclining on the padded table with his fingers across his chest. Remus, if he was being honest with himself, had been waiting to have this conversation with Casey for a while. Casey looked back at him. It acts up more often than not. I can't play if I can go down. I I can't. I know, Remus said softly. I know, Case. Look. Remus moved down to his knee, smoothing the muscle firmly. This injury, it's a tough one. It takes a long time to heal. It takes time and endurance. So my answer is no. It won't always be like this. It just takes time. What if I don't have time? Casey's voice was even quieter. I'm a goalie. Sometimes we have less... Case, Remus looked at him. You're 26 years old. You do. Casey groaned as Remus pressed his knee out to the side, loosening the muscle slowly. Fuck. We'll do some strength training next practice, okay? We'll make a schedule. I'll work with you. And we have a day off tomorrow. I'll send you some videos to do at home if you want. Or you can rest. Remus smiled a little. Or Natalie can help you stretch. Casey smiled and it seemed easier. When you say stretch... Remus laughed. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. Look, you will heal, but you also have to enjoy the rest of your life. Hockey's everything, and not everything at the same time. I'm going to give you some salve, okay? And then you'll be good for the night. Rest. Casey nodded. How's Cap doing? He's okay, Remus said, warming up the muscle salve between his palms. Wants to be out there with you guys. We want him there. Casey sat up on his elbows and watched Remus's hands. What about Baby Black? Remus snorted. Good. I mean, happy he's here. The whole snake runaway thing is sort of up in the air. The snakes have their lawyers on his ass about his contract, and Minnie thinks he might have to go public with some pretty horrific stories to prove how they breached it. Horrific stories. Their eyes met somberly. I know. Jesus. Casey sighed as he sat up. He pushed his hair out of his face and looked down at his leg. That feels better. I... I feel better. Good. Try to stay off it as much as you can, okay? Nat loves you to death. Don't tell me she won't get you what you need. Oh, she will. Casey smiled and eased himself carefully off the table. Thanks, Loops. Blizz, Remus said, and Casey turned to look back. You have time and life and everything else. Really. Casey nodded. He smiled a serious sort of smile. You're right. I get in my head. You're a goalie. It's part of the job. Casey laughed, flipped him off, and closed the door behind him. Sirius was waiting for him on one of the couches in the player's lounge, eyes closed and beanie on his head. His shoulders looked broad in his dark winter coat and suit. Hi, handsome, Remus said, leaning over Sirius with his hands resting against the back of the couch on either side of his head. Sirius's eyes opened and he smiled. Salut. Ready to go home? Regulus says he's out with Leo. Day off and all that? Sirius tilted his chin up, silently asking, How's to ourselves? Remus pushed himself back upright. Let's go. I'm glad Regulus has Leo, Remus said as he stood in Sirius's massive but mostly empty closet. He picked out one of Sirius's t-shirts and sweatpants and pulled them on. They're both 18 and both have a lot of pressure to deal with, even if it's, you know, different pressure. It's nice. Yeah, I'm happy. Sirius said as he came back into the bedroom from the bathroom. His torso looked lean in his sweatpants, the bruising finally faded. And thankful to Leo, he didn't have to reach out, you know? Sirius collapsed onto the bed with a smile, bouncing a little. 
Now, let's stop talking about my brother. Nope, no bed yet. Come on. Oops. You want to play next week? You do this with me now. Let's go. Sirius let Remus wrangle him downstairs and into the gym. Sirius put on some music and then Remus lay him out in just his sweatpants on the soft mat and led him through the breathing exercises and some of the light core work that was on his recovery plan. Sirius kept his eyes on Remus the entire time, the two of them laughing as his hands wandered to Remus's hips. Remus had to admit that now that Sirius wasn't in pain, watching him spread out on the mat like this got him. His softly moving chest, his hard muscles, the shadowed curl of his hair at his temples, he let it get him, there in the privacy of Sirius's basement. Sirius noticed. He smiled the next time he raised up in a crunch, abs working, hands behind his head. Maybe I could use some incentive. Remus raised an eyebrow from where he was by Sirius's bent knees. Oh? Sirius pushed up and held there until Remus bent so he could kiss Remus lightly, then lowered back down. The next time he came up, he brought Remus down with him. He parted his knees so Remus could settle between them. Sirius's chest was warm from the exercise, his heartbeat even. Remus sighed into his kisses. We should go easy. We have the party at Pascal's tomorrow. I'm perfect, Sirius said, and rolled them gently so that Remus was on his back now, Sirius hovering over him. I feel perfect. I want you so bad. It had been a bit of a challenge. They'd been on strict no-sex orders given to them rather sheepishly by Sirius's doctor while he was still in the hospital. It had been a lot of Remus trying to sneak a quick jack-off in the shower, trying not to make things harder on Sirius, only to come out of the shower to a glowering, turned-on boyfriend. Getting the all-clear had been spine-melting, and it had sort of been that way ever since. Still, sex was few and far between. Regulus was in the house more often than not, and even if it was a big house, Remus didn't think it was the best idea to invite him only to sneak off into Sirius's bedroom. Regulus had received the message quickly, though, and told them clearly enough when he would be out for a while. Remus shuddered when Sirius's hardening cock dragged against his own. Fuck, are we really doing this in the gym? Remus panted out a laugh. He was already so turned on that it ached. His dick pressed insistently against the band of his sweatpants, and when Sirius next dragged his hips down, the loose fabric pulled away to expose the shiny head of his cock. Remus moaned, Sirius, fuck, fuck, I, no lube, Sirius said, shit, I, Remus just pushed Sirius's sweatpants down over his ass, making his cock fall free, bobbing and stiff, and tugged his own sweatpants down until his hips and thighs were exposed. Remus pushed their hips together, mouth open, it was plenty wet, Sirius's cock already beginning to shine at the head. Sirius fucked his hips forward steadily against Remus, the friction making him squeeze his eyes shut. Remus felt Sirius's lips against his neck and wrapped his arms around him. He felt sort of frantic with it, lazily happy with how much he loved this. Love you, he murmured as Sirius pushed forward with a well-aimed thrust. Fuck, baby, yeah. Not bad for a core workout, Sirius said into his skin. Remus laughed, even as pleasure sparked at the edges of his vision. His cock felt heavy and sensitive against his stomach. Don't overdo it, Remus said. Here. Remus pushed at Sirius's shoulders until Sirius groaned and rolled onto his back. I'm fine. 
His complaints died on his tongue when Remus pressed all along his side, cock trapped between them and wrapped a hand around Sirius. He kept his strokes even and tight, running his fingers down over his full balls, the vein on the underside. Sirius was hot in his hand, pre-cum thin and leaking over the back of Remus's hand. Remus kissed Sirius, tongue sliding into his mouth and more heat trickled over his fingers. Remus felt like he could come just like that. It was almost surreal. He was so turned on, especially for not even having done that much. He had just been taking Sirius through his exercises one moment, and then Sirius had taken him between his thighs, and he was done for. Re, let me... Sirius breathed, and his fingers found his own cock for a moment before wrapping around Remus's shoulders to reach behind him, rubbing over the swell of his ass. Heat pooled in Remus's stomach and made his hand stutter, gripping Sirius tighter. Fuck, yes... Sirius's fingers were soft and slow as they worked their way inside of Remus. It was a little dry, but Remus let his temple pitch forward onto Sirius's chest, and Sirius fingered him. He stroked Sirius slowly, dazed by the contrast between his own pale fingers and the darker, flushed skin of him. He wished he could see Sirius's hand. There, Remus gasped suddenly. Ah. Sirius pressed in, gentle, slow strokes. It was different being touched there and not his cock. Remus pushed into the feeling, his cock trapped and still between them. There wasn't much to do except let Sirius's fingers build a painfully slow pressure inside him. His eyes were lidded as he stroked Sirius's cock until it was rock hard in his palm. He threw a leg over Sirius's thighs so that Sirius could push into him deeper, finger curving against his prostate. Remus just moaned. I'm... I'm gonna come soon, Manlu. Sirius panted, hips straining up once, twice. Loops. Remus sped up his hand, swiping his thumb over the swollen head, and then Sirius's hips jerked. Cum dripped lazily over Remus's fingers, more and more of it in thick white pulses. Remus's dick throbbed at the sight, at Sirius's fingers, tense from his orgasm pressing hard inside of him. He squeezed his eyes shut, then opened them, gasping. His hand had stilled against the base of Sirius's cock, and he could feel him pulsing there, cock throbbing through his orgasm. Sirius's head had fallen back against the mat, his chest rising and falling quickly beneath Remus's chest. It was a mess on his hips and Remus's fingers. <sighs> oh. Sirius moaned as Remus started stroking him again. His cock strained valiantly, but it was spent and softening. Come here, Loops. Fuck. Sirius turned into Remus, fingers twisting inside of him. It gave him a better angle, and when he moved next, he doubled down. Remus could only hold onto his shoulders, pliant against the mat. Can you come like this, sweetheart? Sirius said gently. Just on my fingers. Remus already felt like he was coming. There was sweat on his temples and chest, and he felt Sirius kiss the salt away. His cock was taut against his stomach and angry red now. Sirius stroked inside of him, evenly, but in a quicker time. Remus didn't even have time to catch one breath before the next was stolen. I'm... I'm coming, Remus said, but he knew he wasn't. Not yet. But he was sure he was. He groaned and Sirius kissed his exposed throat, his back arched, pressing down on him. Come on, baby, Sirius said. Fuck, look at you. I'm coming. 
Remus said again, voice breaking, and the calloused pad of Sirius's finger pressed against him hard, and then he really was. It tore out of him forever, spilling against Sirius's tanned skin. Sirius cradled Remus against him, saying soft things in French until Remus could open his eyes again. Sirius took Remus's dick gently in his hands, easing a last shiver of pleasure from him. Remus smiled a little deliriously and curled closer to his warmth. <laughs> Bath, Sirius whispered. We've got to clean this. Remus laughed. Fuck, I feel like my brain is gone. I'll clean, Sirius said and tilted Remus's head up for a kiss. Go get the hot water going. That sounded fine to Remus. Lily opened the door to Pascal's house with Harry cradled in her arms. Serious fucking black, I swear to God you triggered my labor. You say that to me every time you see me. She stepped inside, and I will continue to do so. Remus stepped through the door first and took Harry from her, holding him close so that Sirius could press a kiss to one of his chubby cheeks. He wasn't heavy, but Sirius wasn't supposed to lift very much. Harry smiled at him and Remus watched as Sirius smiled back, murmuring in French. Where's Regulus? Lily asked. Sirius shrugged, still making faces at Harry. Out with Leo, Finn's voice suddenly said. He was sitting on the couch with Logan, tucked up against his side. Yeah, uh-huh. Leo's replacing us with your brother. Logan rolled his eyes. That's not true. Finn raised his eyebrows as if to say he wasn't so sure about that. Logan nudged his jaw with his nose until he pressed a light kiss to his lips. Remus smiled. He could see the long road that was behind them and the long road ahead of them at the same time. It was better that way. Most of the team was there. The living room had a huge banner that read, Congratulations, Logan, and beneath it a smaller one, for finally moving out of my basement. Sirius laughed. I didn't get one of these. Pascal shook his head from where he was playing cards with Sergei. I knew you would leave eventually. This one, I wasn't so sure. Hey! Logan groaned. Remus laughed and snapped a picture of Sirius in front of it. Hey, can I have that for my Instagram? James asked. Baby, too much Instagram, okay? I love you so much, but... Lily winced. But I have a baby now. James stood to Remus's other side, and then Remus had two fully grown hockey players making baby talk surrounding him. That's what Instagram's for, isn't it, my little lion? Harry laughed delightedly at his father. Casey and Natalie were sitting on the couch beside Logan and Finn. Natalie had Casey sitting between her legs on the floor, running fingers through his hair as she talked to them. Casey seemed to be talking very seriously about something with Katie, who seemed to be wearing three princess dresses at the same time. She was sitting in his lap and he was nodding along, responding whenever she waited for him to. Remus handed Harry back to Lily when they went into the kitchen to get drinks. Celeste was in the kitchen with Anya, and Thomas seemed to be helping too, along with Noelle. When Sirius said he was surprised to see her, she waved him off, taking a sip of her wine. And the resident Tremblay sister representative. We were all pretty worried about Lolo there for a minute, but... She smiled. If only we knew. Not one boy, but two. Plus, she looked over at Thomas, who was focusing intently on what Celeste was saying and stirring on the stove. I have my own reasons. Talkie's a good one, Remus said. You lucked out there. Right? Noelle laughed and then nodded at Sirius. I'm really glad you're okay. Me, Me too. too, Remus and Sirius said at the same time. Noelle laughed again and then her expression became more mild. And she looked towards the living room where they could distinctly hear Logan's laugh. 
I know none of this was easy for you two, but I'm happy you were there for my brother. Maybe not in the way you wanted to be, in the way any of us wanted to be, but you showed him it was okay to be who he is. I think Finn would have gotten him eventually, but I think it would have taken a lot longer. I'm glad he's happy now. And that's largely thanks to you two. The delicious smells of success. Thomas suddenly sang out slightly off-key. Breathe in the delicious smells of success. Hey, Christmas, come over here and look at this goodness. Noelle laughed. Oh, I'm already looking at it. She sent Remus and Sirius a last smile. Anyway, I said my piece. Remus laughed as she turned to Thomas's side, tucking herself against him. That was sweet, he said, and rubbed his hand gently over Sirius's chest. Sort of out of habit now. He could feel the bandages there. Sirius kissed Remus's temple. Yeah. Sirius, mon cher. Celeste kissed Sirius's cheek when she came over from the stove. You are okay? Of course you are. Remus is with you. No more big empty house and takeout meals, we? Oui? Sirius laughed. <laughs> Wait to sell me out. Remus snorted, like everyone didn't already know. Celeste laughed. C'est vrai. She sighed, patting Sirius's chest near his ribs. I'm still so angry about Greyback, honestly. Aren't we all? Pascal said, coming over. Celeste wrapped an arm around him. You and me both, Sirius said, taking a sip of his wine. But it's over. I have to let it be over, or else I'll go insane. You'll be back out there soon, Pascal said. Sirius smiled. Only thanks to loops. Remus rolled his eyes. It's you who does the hard part. Pascal laughed, as if getting this boy to do what he's told isn't the hard part. Remus laughed. Hmm, <laughs> true. Celeste, the goodness looks ready to me, Thomas called over from the stove. Celeste laughed and leaned back towards the doorway to the living room. Dinner, everyone, she called. It only took a few moments for the kitchen to become crowded with people lining up with their plates. Hey. Evgeny beelined between them for the wine bottle, but stopped on the way to give Remus a kiss on both cheeks. Keep Captain late, no more grumpy. <laughs> Coney, Remus said. Nato behind him, as always, cracked up. Sirius laughed too. <laughs> Merit Coons, he said. Subtle. Very. Regulus's wry voice suddenly said from behind them as he and Leo entered the kitchen. Just in time, Celeste said, handing them both plates. Where have you boys been? Leo shrugged. Just, <laughs> hi, sweetheart. He cut off as Finn wrapped his arms around his waist. Just touring around, Griff. Got lunch. Yes, it is the best, Regulus said. Sirius spluttered midway through serving himself dinner. I told you that. So? So, you believe Leo and not me? Leo grinned. Regulus shrugged. Remus spent most of dinner holding baby Harry and watching Sirius tickle his tummy while he laughed. James looked ready to cry at the sight. Lily took him back to be fed when they moved to sit around the living room with dessert, but Remus didn't mind. He just leaned back into Sirius's chest, happy with his team around him. Logan looked red in the face from all the jokes implying why he was suddenly so eager to move in with Leo and Finn. Adele had stuck close to him all evening, sitting on his free side. Logan had his arm around her. Remus had overheard him assuring her that he'd be over to visit all the time, which he thought was unbearably sweet. Leo looked resigned and amused to the teasing, and Finn just looked thoroughly pleased, sitting between them with an arm around each. Remus felt a kiss being placed on his neck. Maybe we could celebrate more than one move tonight, Sirius said into Remus's ear. 
Remus held Sirius's arms across his chest, turning to look at him. What? Sirius just smiled and pulled Remus out into the living room and into the butler's pantry of the kitchen. He took Remus's hands in his warm ones. You should move in with me. Remus took a slow breath in. Sirius slid his hands up Remus's forearms. I want you to move in with me. Baby. Besides, Sirius smiled. Your mom will be coming to town soon with any luck. Sirius knocked gently on the wooden cupboard behind Remus's head with a smile. Better not disappoint her. Remus laughed, reaching up to press his hands to Sirius's cheeks. <laughs> Better not. Sirius leaned down to nudge their noses together. Live with me. You sort of already do, and I... I love it so much. I love having you near. Remus nodded. Yes. He kissed him once, and again, and again. Yeah, I want to. Sirius smiled into their next kiss, and that was how Logan found them. Hello. He said, hands up. Sorry, just got sent in for some more wine. God knows I need it. Remus flushed and laughed as Logan reached down for a bottle from the wine fridge. Carry on. <laughs> Oops, Sirius snorted when they were alone again. I'll have to get a car, Remus mused as Sirius hugged him against his chest. Sirius lived just outside the city center. No more subways and city walking from out here. I'll buy you whatever car you want. That's not what I meant. Sirius squeezed him closer. It's what I said. I want to. What else do you want? Tell me. Remus smiled and tilted his chin up to look at him. You. It had been hard saying goodbye to Sirius for the short road trip to Vegas. It was strange going without him. Force him to keep doing his exercises, Remus had told Regulus firmly. Will do. Regulus saluted. Miss you already, Sirius had said softly when he dropped Remus off at departures. Just a few days. Remus kissed him across the seats and then kissed his new star necklace. They'll win. <laughs> Shh, Sirius laughed gently. Remus just smiled. You'll see. Remus was in the visitor's P-team room, making sure it was well-stocked, just in case. Moody was already in there, leaning against the table and watching the pregame. He greeted Remus with a nod, and Remus pulled out a box of supplies to sort through while listening. First time the Lions will be on the ice with Fenrir Greyback, who, as we all know, received a two-game suspension after that hard hit on Lions Captain Sirius Black, breaking four of his ribs. We know that the Lions organization was not especially happy about the lack of severity shown by the league. I suppose we may see what the players have to say about this tonight. I expect the Lions will push especially hard for a win in honor of their wounded captain. Not to mention that winning this game would secure them a spot in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Marc-Andre Fleury is back with his rainbow stick tape, his second time showing support for Black. It's nice to see. Let's take a look at who else we're watching tonight. First, we'll talk about Logan Tremblay. One game. Moody grumbled. One game. One game, Remus repeated. Sirius really wanted to be out there tonight. I don't think Greyback knows what's coming for him now that he isn't. Moody laughed gruffly. You saw those boys when he took Sirius out. They're fresh out of a day off now. Rested, furious, determined. Moody tilted his head. I feel good things in my leg. Remus laughed. <laughs> well, thank God. Sirius was sitting with his brother on the large leather couch in his TV den, anxious and waiting for the second period to resume. The commercials were muted and he was waiting for Regulus to work his way up towards whatever it was he was holding back. Sirius could tell there was something. Your house is ridiculous. 
Regulus said around his Chinese takeout, not for the first time. I was young, Sirius said defensively. I thought buying a house like this was, like, required. Stupid, Regulus snorted. A nasty hit on Finn O'Hara by Ryan Reeves, but he seems okay, the commentator said, replaying the hit, and Sirius tensed. He didn't need a replay of that. They cut back to commercials again. Do you think they can actually force me to go back? Regulus said suddenly. When Sirius looked over, he was poking mildly at his noodles. I won't let them do that. Regulus rolled his eyes. You're Sirius Black, not God. I won't let them do that, Sirius said again. Tu comprends? I will not. And Minnie won't either. Maman says... Sirius sat up. You've been talking to her? I have to, sometimes, Regulus grumbled. Legal stuff. Minnie's always there. It doesn't matter what she says. She is... Yes, I know what she is, Regulus snapped. I've been living with her until a few months ago, in case you forgot. He glowered across the room. While you were in your big fancy house. Sirius blinked. Reg. I'm not mad at you. I was, but I'm not. I mean, I'm doing what you did, aren't I? Making a better life, damn the consequences. Regulus sighed. There are other snakes who want out, you know. Sirius sat up. Like, witnesses? Reg, you could compile a case. They're worried they'll never get back into the League, Regulus said. I'm trying, but I don't know, Sirius. Sirius's heart ached. He looked down at his chicken and rice. I wish I could tell you what to do. Regulus looked at him gray on gray and nodded. I know. He glanced at the TV. We're back. Sirius secretly liked that, looking at the lions play with his brother and hearing him say, we. O'Hara didn't need help getting up, even if he looked a little rattled. Now, speaking from experience, I don't know about you, Lee, but I was waiting for O'Hara's linemate, Logan Tremblay, to have something to say about it. Tremblay didn't seem to want to challenge Reeves, though. They were lining up for a puck drop, James at the center against Greyback. You know, Dean, I think that's a testament to these young lions. Really old the lions. They call them the cubs, you know. You can tell how much they want this. They band together, they listen, they work. I think it's pretty rare to see such fine communication in an entire team. Greyback won the face-off. Fuck. Regulus breathed. Sirius wished he was there, standing beside Remus on the bench, jumping the boards, anything. Instead, he was sitting on the couch, eating takeout. Helpless. The entire first period and the majority of this one had been back and forth. The score was still 0-0. They were fighting. Hard. Fenrir passed it to Tooch, who knocked it over to England. England took a hard shot, and Leo caught it in his glove. Another amazing save by Newt, Dean said. Rookie goaltender Leo Newt has blocked 29 shots in this game so far, most of them with his glove. Love seeing that sort of technique from young players, you know? Absolutely, Dean. And it looks to me like Coach Weasley is giving the blizzard Casey Winter a nice long rest, as he looks ahead to, hopefully, a long and successful playoff run. Sirius leaned forward as play started up again. Evgeny barreled against Reeves and Fenrir, evading a two-on-one with a slick pass to NATO. It was hard hockey. It looked a little like playoff hockey. Brutal, hard-hitting, and determined. It stayed like that until halfway through the third. Fucking hell, Regulus said. How does this game still have no score? Sirius shook his head. His heart was in his throat. He had texted Remus at the second intermission. Boys are fired up as hell, Remus had said. Good feelings. They don't even seem tired. Harzi okay? He had said. 
Yes. Then a minute later, boasting that you're checking on him. That reassurance was the only thing keeping Sirius sane. We have to break their defense. Sirius was half watching the battle on the ice and half running through plays in his mind. The clock read 12 minutes. Sirius could have laughed. He pressed his necklace pendant between his palms, his steepled fingers against his mouth. He wasn't religious. He just wanted this. For all of them. Pascal's line was out. Come on, Dumo, Sirius said. Sirius watched Pascal and Fenrir line up for the face-off with tense shoulders. He waited and waited, and then the referee was straightening again, looking at Pascal and pointing away. Fuck, Sirius cursed. He's kicking Dumo out of the circle. I wonder what he said. Sirius silently begged Pascal to be careful. Brady took Pascal's place. He won the face-off, and Sirius and Regulus shouted. He passed it easily to Pascal, who dragged it along the boards. What's he going so slow for? Regulus demanded, fist hitting the couch. Sirius only saw what was coming next because of the TV angle. Pascal had his head down, and Fenrir was skating hard towards him on the ice. Sirius and Regulus were on their feet in a second, shouting at the television. They couldn't warn him. Sirius couldn't even breathe properly. It seemed to go on in slow motion, all of it. Pascal, his, his father, really, his protector, the man who had taken him right from under his mother's grasp. Pascal, who knew him better than anyone, maybe even Remus. Fenrir was obviously going in for the hit. He was probably confident that he could get away with it again, just like he had with Remus, with Sirius, if he so much as touched Dumo. But he underestimated Pascal Dumay, just like he had last time. Pascal, puck on his stick, let Fenrir get closer and closer, and then deked right. He spun on his right blade harshly and kicked off the boards like a goalie did on a goalpost. The effect was that he went rocketing out of the way, right towards the Golden Knight's goal, and Fenrir slammed into the boards with his own full force. The game didn't pause for him. It only stopped when the goal lit up red as Pascal shot a clean line into the top left corner of the net. Six minutes and three seconds remaining. 1-0 Lions. The Lions bench was on their feet, sticks banging against the boards as Pascal skated up and down for glove taps. The TV showed his familiar face, smiling. He looked into the camera for a moment, and Sirius swore Pascal was looking right at him. He won't get you again, the look said. Pascal tousled Remus's hair with his glove, or any of us. Six minutes felt like six hours, longer and longer with each of Leo's saves. They showed his face during an offside whistle. He tilted his helmet up for some water. His blonde hair was darkened and drenched with sweat, his blue eyes fierce. He tapped his mask back down and went back into a crouch. Sirius had never been so proud of Leo fucking Newt. Shots were traded ferociously, the puck practically bouncing between the zones. Leo saved it with his blocker, a few bouncing off his helmet, some dangerously close to his neck guard. He pushed off one post and dropped into a full split, the puck sliding snugly against his pad until he scooped it up like a hawk. Fucking hell, Leo, Regulus mumbled. Right, Sirius said, Merth. Three minutes. James had four shots that very nearly went in. Logan had five close calls. They were panting on the bench, squirting cold water down their necks. But they were keeping the score. They were protecting their lead. Two minutes. The Golden Knights pulled their goalie. The net was empty and still no one scored again. When the buzzer finally sounded, Sirius was breathing like he was on the ice too. The bench exploded, spilling out onto the ice. Finn threw his gloves into the air right before Logan crashed into him. They had won the game with one goal and three periods of sheer willpower. 
Sirius hugged Regulus hard. He watched as his boys jumped on each other against the boards, knocking Leo's helmet for his shutout and grinning. They were clinched. They were going to the playoffs.